and welcome to Race Time Radio, live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, live on racetimeradio.com and live on our YouTube page at Racetime Radio TV. Welcome aboard, everybody. We are somewhat back to normal here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. We have Junior back with us for the first time in a month. What's going on there, kiddo? Hey, having me back in the studio makes it normal. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're back, though. It's uh, Racing's over, man, up here. Yeah. Racing's yeah, yeah. over for the year. It's it's it, it's that, that point in the year, you know, you kind of look forward to it uh, through... Uh, the playoff season. Mm. You know, you're kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging ass a little bit. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. But then you, you get there. Yeah. And my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That little pit forms inside your stomach, and yep. you're like, man, what are we going to do on the weekend now? Well. At we, least we got lots of stuff to do. You know, we, there's there's still, the snow is not flying yet. No. So, no. Uh, still lots of stuff to look forward to. The APC banquet comes up next weekend. Yeah. There's yeah, lots yeah. of good racing on TV still. Yes, um, yes. The, uh, the Winchester 400 today. Yes. Congratulations to Stephen Nassi. Big win for him. We will try in hour number two to reach out to Stephen and give him a little surprise call and see if uh, we can get him on the air. We've had him on lots, but uh, good for him. He ends up winning that Winchester 400. I don't know how Cole made out. Uh, Cole Butcher was at the uh, race. I know he rolled off 10th, but I don't quite know how he made out today. We'll dig up the results before the end of the show. Sure, sure. We can do that. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. It's going to be a night with the champions. Uh, we got Steve Book coming on. He is going to be our first guest after right after the first break. Uh, Steve Book wins the Oscar Hot Rod Championship. He did that at Peterborough Speedway uh, just last weekend. Uh, might add, what a weekend, Junior, at Peterborough Speedway. Back to the old crowds, I would say. That joint was full to the rafters. Uh, looked pretty damn good on Sunday when you guys were there. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was a phenomenal weekend, for for it being one of the coldest autumn colors that I can remember. Um, the, at least the sun played with us and played yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a couple, you know, rain showers throughout the course of the weekend, and and uh, everybody had to take cover and then you know spend a little bit of time drying the track off. Uh, Friday, you know, there was uh, ins and outs, and uh, uh, you know, definitely frigid temperatures Friday night. Mm. Um, you know, leading down to the Young Guns race, uh, uh, where Caden Lapsovich, the Young Guns race is a big deal. Sure, it every is. single sure it year, is. every year. Um, but Caden Lapsovich got it done in in Rick Walt's car. Um, big win for him. Cool. And, and but Friday night, cold night. That was definitely the the tip of the iceberg. Make sure those tires are heated up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, over the course of the weekend, uh, uh, you know, it was relatively wrapped up early each each day. The racing at Autumn Colors this year, um, and there was obviously spats and there was, you know, bumps and bruises and, and a few, you know, torn up fenders. Right. Um, but that's it. Nobody the, got destroyed big nobody time. Got, we have yeah. seen lots of cars go yep. home in a basket after Autumn Colors. Lots of cars from each race go home. In in a basket. Yeah. That's usually autumn colors. You know, it's 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 definitely uh, you know, got the makings. Exactly, it's got the makings for for all the crazy stuff to happen. Uh, you know, there was there was a couple bone stocks get tore up and and mini stocks and stuff like that, but but nothing uh, nothing dramatic. And the racing was spectacular. Oh, that's good. The, the racing itself. 
um, super stocks, uh, you guys, you guys get the crown, uh, you know, in victory lane, but the super stocks also get the crown for the best race of the weekend. Oh. Uh, I would say, um, they, you know, coming to the checkers, nobody knew who was going to win that race. And that's the coolest that part. That is, that's um, really cool. So, you know, the super stocks definitely put on a whale of a show. Um, uh, Chenoweth of course came out victorious on that deal. Um, but, uh, you know, hats off to those guys. It was a, it was a wicked one. And, uh, you know, the mini stocks put on a great show. Um, uh, the, uh, the hot rods, once again, modifieds, uh, Andy, Andy is, uh, proven that, uh, uh he can wheel a modified and, uh, <laughs> more than um, once. yeah, he's proven it more than once and, and we'll continue to prove it by the sounds of it. Um, he, uh, he, you know, it, it's almost, it's, it's, it's impressive now, you know, it's, yes. uh, it's, it's beyond impressive. It's just, uh, for that program to be on it. You know, as as much as it has been, even with adversity, tearing up the car earlier on in the year, um, you know, just to come back just as strong as ever and and to put together the string of wins that they've done, um, you know, it's Gary McLean esque, and uh, yes. that's yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's definitely a, a big statement. But uh, uh, you know, when when Gary McLean left the modified series, I think it opened up a whole new world, and and for a little time there, there was. You know, new winners here and new winners there, yeah. and new winners here, and now it's back to a guy that uh, has got uh, you know the the cat by the tail, and uh, and and he is swinging it. Yes, <laughs> he, he is. That uh, that thirty five car is wicked fast. Andy Camrath is the uh, Oscar modified champion. Also going to join the show live tonight. We'll catch up with Andy Camrath, Junior. You were spotting. For J.R. Fitzpatrick, was it the 55 or the 84? I believe it was the 84, correct? Yep, 84. The only reason why it was the 55 at Flamborough was because he, he raced uh, Chris House's car, which is the number 55, right. in the first triple crown. Right. So in order for um, the points, the to, points follow he had through. to have 55 on it, really, he could have just done it with duct tape, but uh, <laughs> J.R. Fitzpatrick does it right, and and uh, he stuck vinyl over top of his 84 and, and had at it. So, right. right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So it was the 84, exactly the same car that we had at Flamborough. Um, I spotted for him, of course, at Flamborough and then at Peterborough. And, uh, yeah, man, just uh, you can't say enough about what that, that team brought to the racetrack this yeah. year. Big time. This Big year, time. Um, you know, you go back to 2020, uh, 2021 and you look at the season that they had. They had all the makings of having a great season last year. Oh, huge. They destroyed everything, mm. blew up motors, Twice. got into wrecks, got yeah, into, yeah. You know, got into uh, altercations. Uh, this year, dream season. You can't say any, yep. any more about it. Yep. Um, he had a good year. J.R. Fitzpatrick had one of those dream years where, uh, you know, you sit down at the end of the year, you crunch the numbers, and you realize you came out ahead. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you look at it, and uh, Triple Crown winner. Uh, well, you got to start the, the big one, APC winner, right? Multiple APC wins. Uh, still Triple Crown, right? Champion. Champion in that. Yep. Uh, uh, Peterborough Autumn Colors, champion in that. Wins the 167. And, yeah, exactly. Wins the 167, and, and uh, uh, you, you can't say any more than that. Now, I will say this. I rubbed it in pretty hard. Did you? I spotted for the As only other spotter. crown jewel. The only <laughs> other crown jewel that he didn't get and he yep. didn't even show up for. Uh, so I called him a pansy for not showing up for it, but the the beat Which, the heat one fifty oh, where oh. where Josh Stoddy picked up the win, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was the only other crown jewel that was uh, you know a, a big paying race. Now I know 
Delaware Speedway also uh, had a really good paying race towards the end of the year uh, that he didn't win either. But, yeah, uh, the 70th anniversary exactly, race. 70th, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, and, you know, just pulling it up here, uh, you asked about Cole Butcher. He lost a tire uh, out of four and he uh, smoked the wall. Oh, no. Yeah, so no. The, uh, the car came back on a rollback. Ooh, but, uh, yeah, you don't not, want that. Not a good look for the 53. No, no. Uh, you want to go back to red. Yeah, yeah. see, you will, yeah, because he had a different paint scheme on the car in support of uh, breast cancer. He had a yeah. black and pink car, uh, the number 53 for that Winchester 400. Um, anyway, uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick is also going to join the show tonight. How can we not get the champion of the Grisdale Triple Crown and the winner at Peterborough Speedway in the 167? So we got JR coming on. Then we're going to zip all the way out west. We're going to go out to BC and uh, Penticton Speedway and grab the late model champ there. Uh, Steve Lengren is, uh, is going to join the show tonight. Uh, all of this will be live right here on Race Time Radio. What we're going to do is step out, take a quick, quick break, and then we'll get things fired off. We're going to grab Steve Book up first, the Oscar Hot Rod Champion, all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Just getting started. Stay right there. Thanks for joining us. Come on, wake up. I got a little money coming my way. We got to get out of here. Find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and me. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th and 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Hi, man. You're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. That's all you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models, along with Outlaw Midgets, added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pierro Speedway in Pure Country bring you to Crown Jewel Racing the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit PeterBrosSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver! Good job! Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa Know How. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa Know How. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. 
They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. And yes, I forgot and left the Peterborough Speedway spots in the actual commercial space. We're just excited for the 30th annual Autumn Colors that'll come up next year. Uh, but uh, what do you say we get to the champions from this year in Oscar, and they were claimed at Peterborough Speedway. This driver is a well-known name across the country. His name, Steve Book. He's the champion. What's going on tonight, Stephen? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Joel? Doing fantastic, man. Congratulations on yet another title. Uh, you had that Studebaker just to cooking, my friend. Well, thank you very much. It was uh, it was a fun year, a little bit. A little bit of ups and downs, but uh, we were competitive all year, I think, and and did get one win out on the dirt track and and uh, kept our nose clean for most of the year. Got a little rough at the end, but we pulled it off. Yeah, that wreck at Delaware Speedway, man, that was something else. There was a lot of cars tore up in that. You did you did get tied up in that one, right? In that one, just just a little bit. Uh, it was the second race at Delaware that that we had trouble there, and uh, it was my pit crew that. Uh, that gave me the championship there because we we came in after the wreck with the was Rob Bromley there when he got turned in front of us and uh, had brake issues and steering issues and they got me fixed up enough I didn't lose a lap and we gained a bunch of positions back which ended up being enough to have the points. Awesome job, awesome job, and that's what you need, right? You got to have that crew spring into action when they need to spring into action, and there's no quit in that 47 team. You guys just. Uh, Kept a foot to the floor the whole season. What was the whole year like? When you stand back now and look at the whole thing, as a champion, you got to be satisfied. Are you satisfied with the one win? Well, I, I, I would have liked to have a little bit more there, but, uh, you know, anytime we got running real good, we, we seem to get in a little bit of trouble there. The, com- the class is ultra-competitive now. I think we had nine or ten different winners in 13 races. The only multiple winner was was Cole Weaver, and he was, you know, a part-time runner. And every time he came out, he I think he finished first or second, unless he got caught up in a wreck. So he was he was uh, far far tougher to beat than uh, everybody anticipated. I think he's a really smooth driver. Absolutely, and Steve, uh, uh, you know, you guys have been in the sport for a, a long time you guys have been there done that when it comes time for these styles of cars um you know when it, i think back to the enduro days i think back to the super stock days um you know the uh it, whatever the name was at delaware speedway at the time whether it be v8 stock or or enduro at the time um it, you know those were all metric style cars and you look at the oscar hot rod series they look like an old car but underneath the the shell uh it's relatively modern technology uh underneath every single one of those cars 
Um, and and no different than underneath that, that beautiful Studebaker. Um, talk a little bit about the class itself. I know you said that it's ultra competitive, um, but these guys are bringing these guys are bringing some real iron to the racetrack now. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, it's really sprouted into a little bit of a technology game, and and uh, as well, it's it's morphed into that that ultra high competition level that you see. Uh, you know, some of the the top tier series get get put up against. How do you think that Oscar keeps a, a lid on that moving forward? Well, they, they've uh, they've got the tech, or they've got the rules package to do the job, and uh, they're starting to tech a little bit harder these days, which is nice. Keep the cost down if they can, and uh, you know some some guys were pushing the boundaries on that, let's say, but uh, that happens in every division. Absolutely, everybody's looking for that little competitive edge. But uh, we made it through with all our stuff, no problem. Our car is a is an old McCall limited late chassis, you know, perimeter style. But there's there's a variety of chassis chassis out there. There's you know stock front clips. So there's two tube full tube chassis. There's uh, you know some of the old chassis, Chevelle clips, Camaro clips. I don't think we have any metric cars in the series right now, but I could be wrong. And uh, you know there's. There's a variety of different stuff, leaf spring, coil spring, truck arm. It's very in range of what everybody has. Absolutely. So uh, when you get to different tracks, I guess some would shine at this track and maybe not that. Uh, Same would go with your car, right? Like your car is going to work better when you get to this style of speedway. Is that the way it sort of works out? Yeah, well, I've I've had the most luck at, uh, at Brighton, actually. I don't consider myself a dirt guy, but... I've had uh, I've had a lot of help with that. My my dad was was awesome on the dirt, and that was one of my highlights of the year for sure. That uh, we put him in the Camaro, we we kind of threw it back together. It, it hadn't been out in a couple of years, and he got in it and hadn't raced in probably over 20 years, which was you know that that was just awesome for me to get out there and race with him again. And you know you get guys like Bill Zardo Senior, uh, you know in the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame, and and Tommy Walters in that. And there's there's so many strong runners in that class that it's you, you got to be on your game if you want to run at the front i gotta hand it to you too i know you, you talked about your dad being behind the wheel of the camaro uh at the end of the year i i think uh, you know i seen you at, at each one of these races you had just as much fun driving your car as you did looking over and seeing the other guys drive the camaro uh you know you had rick spencer walt it was rick walt in the in the car at flamborough uh you had right. uh, uh rick verburn uh, of course, Superstock, you know, competitor and, and Pinty's crew chief, uh, you know, behind the wheel at, at Delaware Speedway. Then at at Flan- or at uh, Peterborough, you know, it comes down to the last minute, and and uh, you, you had J.R. Fitzpatrick in the car. Um, it, it looked like you had a lot of fun looking over your shoulder and and seeing those guys wheel your car and 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 have some fun with it because really each one of those guys had a wicked run with that car. Uh, you know, they started at the back, but but uh, worked their way forward, and and uh, I think each one of them got got a top five, right? I, I'm not not 100 percent sure, but they were all they were all right up in that in that top ten, top five range. Yeah, uh, Jr. got a, a top five in the car. He didn't have one single practice lap in it, no heats. We just brought it up for the Sunday. Yep. And he he drove from the back up to fifth and racing it, and and he told me he had a blast in the car. He did, uh, and that's what it's for. I mean, you're supposed to have fun racing. And we try and do it on a lower budget, and it was it was 
a car that maybe technology-wise and, and age-wise probably shouldn't keep up, but when you put guys in with that kind of caliber of, of experience, and they're, they're all wheelmen for sure, they, they get the job done. I mean, JR, I think he was so happy with it. I think he wants to put a car together for himself now and come out there and play, but he's, he's more than welcome to drive that car again. Rick Spencer Wall, we had him at Flambro, and I had somebody else lined up for it, and uh, they couldn't make it. So I was just walking through the pits that day, and uh, I seen Rick there, and the car really didn't fit him because he's so long in the legs there, but uh, he did a hell of a good job. And uh, it was just I walked past him and I said, "Hey, you want to want to wheel this thing?" And he came over and sat in it. And he said, "Yeah, we'll we'll give it a shot." And then uh, Peterborough, I, I had Jr. lined up for the Sunday there because he was racing his late model as well. And and Rick Verburn, I had him at Delaware, and he had a blast with it too. And really, no laps in the cars, the guys, and they just went out and had fun with it. Now look at you spawning more guys to get into the hot rod class. Uh, Oscar does a well of a job with it. Uh, we're with Steve Book. He is the 2022 Oscar Hot Rod Champion, and I got to say, the uh, you know these these hot rod cars are springing up across Canada. Uh, these guys are the originators right here in Oscar. Uh, Dave Gainfort did a great job with it again this year as he does each and every year. A uh, question for you, Steve-O. Uh, I know with the competitor base, everybody gets paid the same amount of money, and there's a reason for that. You're trying to keep uh, the competition in it, but not make it a money race uh, is the way I sort of look at it. Do you wish that aspect of it would change and we go to a graduated uh, sort of payout um, or are you really happy? And what's the, you know, your, your finger on the pulse of the competitors? Are they happy with, you know, everybody getting the same amount of money and we'll forget about money and just go race? Well, I, I think everybody always wants to get more money. That's, that's just a, a common theme there. But the whole idea of having the same money is that maybe somebody won't take another person out to get one more position. That was the original thought on it, the gentleman's club sort of thing. Um, but everybody's a racer. Once the, once the helmet goes on and the belts get tightened, they want to go to the front, and it gets sometimes gets a little dicey. We have we have ten cars that run within about a tenth of each other on the track. It's it's getting to be so competitive that it's hard to pass. And uh, you know, little mistake here or there, and guys are rubbing and tempers flaring once in a while. But you're going to get that with with competition anytime. But I I don't mind the paying the sever same for everybody just maybe throw a bonus in for certain positions draw out of a hat because the guy at the back needs the money as much as the guy at the front and if you don't have the guy at the back you don't have a class you know i look at junior and you'd be able to back me up on this uh we're at uh, uh new smyrna speedway love going down to speed weeks haven't done it now in a few years but uh one day we'll return but down at speed weeks they had the uh uh, it's like the hobby class. They call them the ground up. pounders. The ground pounders. Yeah. They show up. Uh, there is no payout as far as I know. These guys come out. they got classic cars, classic race cars. And they go out, and you've got like two out of 20 that really want to go race. The other guys are sort of out there putting a show on. And every now and then, they get into one. And it's because you've got two guys that want to race and the rest of them want to kind of ride around and show. Um, but I know when they come out, that was a good opportunity to go for a beer, 
to go grab something to eat yeah. or whatever. And I, I really liked the classic car look, but I didn't really like it when they didn't really race. And I get why they didn't. Yeah. They had some beautiful-looking cars. But if you take a look at the hot rod division in Oscar, these guys have got a lot of good-looking machines, too. And you, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong here, Steve Book, but you guys race front to back. Oh, absolutely. There's there's passing and, and racing from the first position right to the last position. There's little groups running, and it is very, very competitive now. You, you have to be right up on everything. Everything has to be just right, or you're not going to go to the front for sure. But everybody is trying their best, and they're not out there to just do parade laps. They're, everybody's racing. No, absolutely. Which I, which I like. I don't, I don't want just a, a follow-the-leader drive around you know show car thing it's it's got to be racy or it's not going to be fun for myself or for most of the guys out there they're all competitive people yeah absolutely look at the names that it's attracted right it's uh the 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 book family <laughs> the tom walters uh zardo bill zardo senior 80 um, years old yeah. the guy gets back into a race car but why he, one reason exactly because it looks fun and and they're out there and it's competitive exactly and he's still got it yeah 100 percent. and w- when you when you look down through the list you know you've got young talent you've got the, the, and and kind of the neat part about it is, is is steve alluded to it underneath those those beautiful bodies there's there's a lot of differences chassis and setup wise um, so it is really interesting because you've got some cars that have got big motors and, and they're squirrely as heck, but if they land the power, they, they've got lots of straightaway speed, but then they can't turn where yeah. they're like, they're, they're like yeah. a dump truck. And, and, but then there's other cars that can get through the ends in a hurry and they don't have the power, but, but you know, they, they, they put on a whale of a race. There's still side by side action. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've been a firm believer that that really racing and and I've said it a million times and and I'm not the only one to say it by any stretch but racing has painted itself into a huge box with how tight every one of these rule books are. Yeah. Right? When you yeah, look yeah. at when you look at a a late model rule book whether it be APC or the Snowball Derby or wherever um, you look at at the rule book and there is a rule for everything and and you know it, when you look at Oscar and you look at the the hot rod division it, there is not a rule for everything no. there's there's a lot of open areas and and uh you know it gives people the opportunity to uh you know make an adjustment here make a make a part change here um and and make their car more competitive and and uh you know, I, I I'm a firm believer of, of of less is more when it comes time for rules. When when you have a group of, of competitors like what you, what you have assembled in the in the hot rod division, uh, it's uh, it's a tremendous amount of fun. The, the only problem is is it can get out of hand in a hurry, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's as we've it, seen at Delaware, we, we are racers, yeah. So um, it can it can both get really expensive really quickly, um, uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Or, um, you know, it can get expensive in a hurry on the competition side when you start connecting fenders when you're not supposed to be. So, yeah. um, but, uh, Steve, I, I've, I've probably talked to you more this year uh, at def- different racetracks throughout the season. And, and uh, you had a great season. You, you had a smile on your face every time I seen you. And uh, you definitely uh, you, you went out there and got another championship. I would love to know, and I hope you have the stat, you know, in the back of your mind here, 
But how many championships is that for, for not just you, but for the book family here in Ontario? That would be a big number. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure on, on that myself. Uh, my dad has a lot. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he's, he's won dirt championships. He's won asphalt championships. Um, I've got some, you know, I, I've got Thunder Cars from, from the Cuga days and Enduro championships and uh, now a couple of Oscar hot rods, which is, which is awesome. Like, I, I can't even believe that myself. There's being in that class with that much competition, it's, it's amazing to even, you know, get your name in the hat for, for sure. But I don't know. It's, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun and, uh, and competitive. And, and that's, that's big for me. And, and I get to do it with my family and my friends. And everybody's really helpful in the division. You know, there's, there's heated arguments and that sort of thing, but everybody seems to get it worked out. Uh, you're going to have that with anything. You have that with family. So <laughs> it, it happens in racing for sure. And uh, it, it's a great class. There's enough rules. And, and my dad always said it. He said, rules are bad, but no rules are worse because it lets people go crazy. And the whole idea of the, you know, keeping the money down for the payouts, um, you get more money, you get bigger names coming in there with more money in their pockets, and sometimes that's not an advantage to a whole division. So yeah. if you want to make it affordable, sometimes the money has to stay down, even though it would be nicer to get more. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the way to, to curb that is, uh, you know, if, if we could get the promoters on board that, you know, when we're bringing in this many cars, you get a you get a discount at the gate, something like that, and something like something like Luke Ramsey's done. He's he's kept the price down a little bit at Delaware compared to the other tracks. Yeah, well said, well said, and and there's going to be a lot more of that in the future, or there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot a lot of speedways that just won't make it. Uh, they're they're going to have to change, and they're going to have to adapt. Uh, the prices are too high. I agree with you uh, in a lot of respects. Uh, at a lot of different racetracks, and then there's others that are trying to do it and make it value-added. And, uh, you know, whenever you go and see an Oscar race, whether it be hot rod or modified, I can guarantee you, you're going to get added value. Steve Buck, congratulations on the championship. And I've told you before, uh, but there will be new listeners, uh, what what got me into this sport was uh, the Morrison family, Brian Morrison, but when I was at Flamborough, when it first opened, that's scary, but uh, when it first opened, uh, the first car I can remember seeing on that racetrack and one that I would pull for was Ralph Book. That black and yellow checkered uh, paint scheme on that car, uh, that, that's what I remember as a real, real young race fan here in Canada. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, Ralph Book is big, big in my heart. How could you tell that it was black and yellow? Wasn't everything black and white uh, back then? You are too funny, kid. <laughs> okay, what do I do with him now, Mr. Book? What do I do with him? Oh, just appreciate that he's there with you. Oh, <laughs> and, Spending time with your boy. And I agree wholeheartedly. Kids, can't shoot them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Steve, congratulations on the championship. 2023 is coming. Get that car ripped apart, new bearings in it, and get ready. We're, uh, we've got the body ripped off it now, and we're going to freshen it up. It got roughed up this year and uh, try and get it pretty for the start of the year. 
and hopefully we can get a little faster, too, because we're going to need a little bit more. Ah, isn't that spoken like a true racer? Thanks so much for the time tonight. We'll check in with you through the course of the winter. I know we're going to be uh, looking for lots to talk about. We'll check into that uh, bookshop. All right. Thank you very much. You betcha. Steve Book, uh, driver of the 47, gets the job done, Junior. He was a lot of fun to watch on the track. Always one that you had to keep your eye on. Oh, it always has been. And, and you know, just you can't say enough about about the, the Book family, the entire Book family. Um, they bring they bring something to the racetrack. You know, it's uh, they, they just bring that that you know, charisma and happiness and, you know, that, that just big smile, just happy to be there, you yep. know? Yep. Um, and, and Steve, Steve is one of those guys that, you know, they get to the racetrack and, and it's like clockwork because he gets to the racetrack and, and he walks, you know, to the back of the trailer, mm. looks where he is on the pad. And then he walks up and down the pit area and says hello to everybody. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he's just always been that way. He, and, uh, um, you know, the, the 47 car, uh, there isn't one person that, that would want to take away a championship from the guy. Um, and, uh, they would want to race it away from him, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, just a, uh, he's, he's a class act and, and, uh, you know, if there was a most sportsman award year over year, over year, over year, he would get it, uh, because he's, he's just continually there. True story about Steve Buck. And I got to go back a couple of years. I was at Sobel Speedway. I was a GM at that time. And we had a big United eight race. It was paying five grand to win. And we had a whole pile, uh, 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 you know, a blank load in the pits. There was a lot of cars in the pits. And the cars all hit the racetrack for the big event. And uh, uh, Book was right up there. He was battling with the guys for the lead. He was in the top three and coming. And all of a sudden, he got a black flag. Now, in the United 8 class, one would say, well, then he broke the time. Because two years ago, if you broke the time, you got a black flag to go off the track. Well, Mr. Book got a black flag. And they thought, and so did Mr. Buck, he thought, damn, I broke the time. I got to go off. He went off the speedway, and he was in the top three and coming. And it wasn't for him. It was for the guy behind him. Yeah. So, big mix-up, right? Well, that cost Mr. Buck $5,000, or potential $5,000 for the win. Well, because he had to start at the back. He did. He did. A back, back he goes, and he ended up finishing the race. But I got a chance to speak with him the next day, and I said, hey, what's going on, Steve? How are you? He said, well, look, it, I still got a problem with that call last night. Yep. And I, I, I said, uh, I heard that. I heard that. And we're going to come up with a solution to that problem. And he goes, Joe, it's easy. And he's saying this super calm now. Remember, this guy just got burned five grand the night before, yeah. or potentially. Who, who knows? He could have cut a tire down or whatever. But he, when I look at it, he was the guy that could have won that race. And uh, he said, why don't you have – you got two guys on the starter stand, right? I said, yep. Why don't you have one of those guys write a number down big on just like a blackboard, chalkboard, whatever? Yeah. And hang it over the side. We have enough time. We could see that. And that is who's getting the black flag. And I went, my God, that's a great idea. So I pulled the officials together and I said, boys, 
we got, like, I mean, a really good, worthwhile, uh, you know, uh, suggestion here that is going to save guys time, money, and everything. And maybe we won't make as many mistakes. And the guys listened that year. Now, I don't know whether they did it this year or not. But a little I, bit different I, scenario I now. Know. Well, yeah. now with, I don't know, I you, pull you pull over back, and let yeah. three guys go or yeah. something. I don't know. It's hokey. But anyway, that, uh, that, uh, I just thought I'd share that story. That's the kind of guy Steve Book is. Steve Book uh, played the cards that were dealt, yep. went back in, went back out and raced, finished that race, and then put a suggestion together as opposed to just coming in and ripping on officials, ripping on everybody. He didn't do that. No. He came out with an actual constructive piece of criticism that would pay dividends and not just to help himself, but to help everybody in the pits. Yeah. That's the kind of guy Steve Book is. Yeah. That's why he is a champion. And you know what? He needs to be celebrated for it. We're going to hit a break when we come back. The next Oscar champion. This guy drove the number 35, Andy Camrath is the man behind the wheel of a modified. He won this championship. I wouldn't doubt he won it in June. Uh, he was that fast. He joins us live next on Race Time Radio. Oh, and before you say it, the Peterborough Speedway ad is still in from last week. The races are already over. Uh, that's who we're talking to. It's the winners. Anyway, here's the break. We'll be back. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro quick quick fire starters no harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. And junior late models, along with Outlaw Midgets, added Peterborough Speedway in pure country, bringing you to Crown Jewel Racing. Visit PeterboroughSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver. Good job. Gentlemen, start your engine. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. I think I like you too. 
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I sped JP up. Did you see that, Junior? Did you catch that? I did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. Yeah, speeded him up just a bit. Not quite you as fast. You speeded him. I speeded you sped. Sped. Okay. Let's get proper grammar, <laughs> shall we? I made him go as fast as the number 35 of Andy Camrath, and he is on the hotline with us, the 2022 Oscar Modified Champion Driver of the 35 for London Recreational and a whole pile of others. What's going on tonight, Andy? How are you? Uh, how you guys doing tonight? Doing real good. How about you? You got the season in the books. You got the championship on the shelf, and it's Jules' birthday. Man, things got to be looking up for you. Yeah, it's not not too bad. Not too bad. We've uh, kind of taken the week just to uh, you know slow some slow some things down a bit after a busy four weeks. But uh, you know, I can't really complain too much. That was a good season for you. I know you had trouble about well, maybe a little bit past midway. Uh, where the 35 car got wrecked, and that had to be uh, sending shutters through you because, man, that car was working like lickety-split all the way up to that point. But, Andy, you guys did not skip a beat. You must have got old Genoweth working on that machine because you never skipped a beat again after it. Yeah, to be honest, when, you, you know, when you're hooked up with, with guys like you know Mike Schmidt and Sean Genoweth and Bob and Scott and all them guys, and Jeff Hanley helped us out a lot there, uh, it was a busy. Uh, it was a busy three weeks. It was an expensive three weeks, but um, you know, I, I put most of the car back together, and then Sean come up and spent a day here with me, and just getting things back together. You know, crossing our T's, dotting our eyes, and uh, like I said, we didn't miss a beat. Was the chassis bent up pretty bad in that wreck, Andy? Uh, no, it, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't like it was no no clip, no none of that stuff. Put a pretty big hole in the book box and stuff like that, but as far as suspension-wise, there was a lot of bolt-ons, but uh, no, like, no clips. Oh, that, and that's good, right? You want to make sure the car is square. They would have jigged all that to make sure that absolutely everything was uh, square and still viable. Um, but nevertheless, man, what a season you had. You've had not just a good season. You've had a couple of great years behind the wheel of the 35. What do you attribute all that success to, man? Um, you know, just a good good package. We got a good package. We got a good group of guys. We got a, you know, we got a good chassis. We got a, got a good chassis guy. I got a good setup guy. I got a good crew behind me. We got a, we got good motors. Um, the driver's, I guess, not too bad. He isn't too old yet. So, you know, it's got a really, really good support system, good sponsors, good everything. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we got a good package. And uh, that's, that's pretty much most of what it is. So where do you take it from here? Modified champion in Oscar. Uh, you've raced late model. You've raced mini stock. You started in a junior late model. I know. I built your first car. At least I think I built your first car. At least your brother's I did. Um, yep. Where do you go from here? Are you happy in modified and just stay right where you are? Because I know you're a busy cat outside of racing. Yeah, so I ended up, uh, I bought a junior late uh, for my little guy there. So we're going to get him out doing some testing there next year and uh, and see if he likes it. And I'm pretty happy in the modified. And uh, we stepped out of the late model thing for a little while. And uh, I think we might, uh, I was talking to Sean the other night, we may jump back in and, you know, dip our toes back in that again and just go, you know, have some fun and uh, pick the races up where we want to race and see how that goes. Any chance you sourced out your old junior late model? Because I know J.R. Fitzpatrick sourced his, and be damned if he didn't find his car 
all the way out in Nova Scotia that uh, somebody was using as a show car. Uh, he sourced it, bought it back, and now he has that in his shop. Did you, by chance, source out your old uh, Coors Light-looking number 40 car? <laughs> number five. No, oh, no. Number five. Number five. I, I, I'm sorry. Number five. Yeah, no worries. No, um, actually, uh, Darren Warren, uh, Darren Warren built, uh, basically built, it's pretty much a brand new one there. Um, it was pretty cool because we used to race against Darren back in the day. And, uh, you know, he pretty much put it all together there for us. So uh, it's one of the old, there's uh, there's new generation chassis, there's old generations. It's an older generation chassis like what we used to race. But uh, he did a heck of a job building it there for us. And uh, it's a nice, good, safe car. And I said, we're going to dip our toes in it and uh, see, if, see if the little guy likes it. And we'll continue the legacy, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. It it's pretty cool to see. You know, uh, I remember you know the 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 beginnings of Junior Late Model with five or six cars out on the racetrack. It seemed like seemed like we could get to that ten number, you know, and then we would have we would have uh, uh, invitational races where we had the junior cast cars come up, and and there would be you know twenty four or twenty twenty two of them, um, <laughs> and that was back in the day. And then you know it kind of dwindled, and 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 the numbers were decent over at Grand Bend, and and uh, but through this uh, through the end of the year here, um, the off season, uh, or not the off season, the playoff season. Um, you know, basically each one of the playoff divisions had a junior late model portion to it. And, uh, uh, you know, there was a great car count at Peterborough Speedway. There was an awesome car count at Flamborough Speedway. And when you look down through the list, there's a whole pile of people that were involved, uh, or, or were involved in motorsports, right? Like, you you know, you've got, of course, Craig's. Uh, Craig's got two of them, right? And and Sprung, y- y- you know, Sprung yeah, was another name, absolutely. Yeah. But but a- as you go down through the list, you got you know uh, Rick Spencer Waltz, young lad there. Jake, he's killing it out there. He's rocking and rolling, right? So um, and then and then Freiberger, and you know the list goes on and on of of, of racers that uh, um, you know second generation, third generation even. Um, and uh, it it was definitely cool to see during the playoff season, and and by the sounds of it, there's quite a few people that are that are looking, you know, into that division into 2023. Well, and it, it's exactly what you said there. Like it was real, real. It kind of started off slow when we were doing it, and then it got busier, and then once the whole junior cast car and everything, and then turned into J car, and it, it went stale for a lot of years. Um, and it's really nice actually seeing it kind of come back. And like you said, it brings uh, there's a lot of guys that, that started off racing those junior lakes. So we need a feeder. We need that little feeder division to, to get the kids in and to keep them rolling down this road. Um, like, you know, Derek Russell, I think he's got a little guy that's getting into it yeah. as well. Corey's building cars or getting cars built. Um, you know, I got one coming. There's uh, there's lots of guys that, you know, it, it did feed. If you look back, it did feed a lot of uh, the up-and-coming guys that are that are still racing today. So it's, it's, it's real cool to take a step back and see this. And look at the success that those drivers had. When I take a look at Andy Kamrath, Craig Kamrath, uh, 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 Mr. Noon. Kent Noon started in a junior yeah. late model. Yeah, absolutely. J.R. Fitzpatrick started in a junior late model. Uh, Eddie, oh, Cole Powell, Omen, Omen, uh, you know, we, we don't see Mike anymore, but I do remember talking to Ed Almond late last year when, uh, before I left Sobel, he was looking to pick up, uh, his grandson, I believe a car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like there's a lot of those historical names that are in there and Andy, that's cool news to hear that, uh, 
you and your son are going to be able to do it. And hopefully you'll be able to run your modified at the same time, put the two cars in the trailer and go give her. Yeah, I think that I think that's uh, that'll be part of that'll be part of the plan. There, we uh, we upgraded the trailer over the well, short off season so far. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna get him out. I'll get him out testing this year and let him let him get his feet wet. And I don't want to push him. He's only six years old, so I don't want to push him along too fast. But if he uh, he picks up on it pretty quick, we'll we'll put him in a few races at the end of the year. Yeah, too if, cool. If you're anything like your dad, your dad just kind of threw you off the off the flag stand into the car, <laughs> and then and then pushed you down the front stretch, right? Like, I mean, I mean, you you got it, you got it in you, man. All right. Well, and that's the thing. The the good part. Is, well, I don't know if it's good or bad. He ain't scared, so. <laughs> and he's got a lot of he's got a lot of that camera at him, so it could be good or bad. That's right. Yeah, that's lot right. lot of the apple don't fall far far from the tree, and a little bit of his uncle in there too, by the sounds of it, because neither one of you kids had any fear whatsoever, uh, and that's what made you great race car drivers and a champion again in the modified class for Oscar. Got to ask you, Andy. Do you enjoy running the series? Do you? I heard there was word that these modifieds are going to collectively try. Uh, well, at least there's a racetrack collectively trying to take them out of Oscar and transplant them into a speedway for a regular night of racing. Do you like the tour aspect or would you like to have a home track? So we've had a lot of conversations about it, uh, talking to a lot of drivers and stuff like that. I think the, I think my per- and I guess so this is my personal opinion. I think the 13 races um, is a little bit much for us. Um, you know, we got APC that's the top series, the top series in Ontario, and top budgets, and they're running nine. Um, do I like traveling around from racetrack to racetrack to racetrack? Absolutely, um, because um, you know, back when I was coming up to race, and they always had the old one track wonder. You know, so a guy that can go across four or five different racetracks and prove his prove his strengths. Um, was always much more of a, you know, it was a lot better. It looked it looked better for me and every other driver's eyes as well. So, you know, traveling around, yeah, it's fun. You know, doing the camping thing, it's fun and stuff like that. Um, but I also can remember back in the day, you know, um, Barry Speedway, Peterborough Speedway, Sobel Speedway, um, you know, Kawartha. We can go on. They all had their home track stuff. And then at the end of the year, you know, all the guys went to Sunset for Velocity. And all the guys went to autumn colors and then all the guys went to um Flamborough and they did their invitationals and those end of the year specials seem to be dwindling away a little bit right now and which is sad to see so i don't i don't know what the right answer is um you know it's uh home tracks are great because you go there and you're supporting you're supporting the home track and you know you're going to the same place every week so so that's a great thing but um like i said i don't know what the, i don't know what the, the answer is for it right now yeah, and there'll be lots we could discuss over the course of the offseason. But I'll tell you what, Andy Camrath, if you aren't at Delaware Speedway, Flamborough Speedway, Peterborough Speedway, um, all the great tracks that make up Oscar's schedule, I'll tell you who will lose, and that'll be the race fan, because uh, I, I know they all enjoy uh, knowing that when that 35 rolls in, they're going to get a show, uh, and they do each and every time. Even if you start near the front, you got to be able to stay up there with, uh, you know, with, with the, the, the cast of characters you run against. That is hard to do. And, Andy, you did it again this year. Uh, congratulations on the championship and uh, on all the successes that you've had through 2022. Some of the heartache and the successes. You get them both, buddy. No, no, I, I appreciate it. I really appreciate it, guys.
Yeah, and uh, don't work too hard at AM Roofing now. I, I know things. Uh, how, how's the company doing? Are you keeping it going or what? Oh yeah, we're uh, you know kind of this time of year is kind of our busy time. Everybody's trying to get things done, and uh, you know we got the five locations there across Ontario, and it's uh, I primarily have my focus on the uh, the three northern ones there, and they uh, they keep me quite busy as it is. But it's uh, you know it's uh, it's always good to be busy. It's a good problem to have. Well, I watch Barry News on CTV every now and then, uh, probably three or four nights out of the week, and. Who do I see but Andy Kamrath pop up there on the uh, AM Roofing uh, uh, ad. So if you're ever wondering, yep, that's the same Andy Kamrath that you see on that ad that's behind the wheel of a race car. You do a great job, buddy, and I just may be calling. I need some of those gutter guards. I got a second floor here. I keep getting leaves in them, and I'm getting too old to go up that ladder. I keep watching that that, that TV spot, and I keep going, yeah, that's me. I'm too old to go up the two flights or two stories to grab the leaves. I just may call you guys to see if you can take care of it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Just give me a shout, and I'll come over and see you. You are the man. Andy, congratulations. Happy birthday again to Jewel. You guys have a great night, and uh, I know we'll be in touch in the off season, man. Sounds good, guys. Have a good night. You betcha. Andy Kamrath, the champion, does a great job behind the wheel of that car, man. Yeah, he does. He does a great job behind the wheel of every car. He's, uh, you know, he's an APC winner. He's, uh, he's been there, done that. He's, uh, he's, he's been, you know, in a lot of different facets of of the sport. Um, uh, you know, definitely the modified fits him like a glove. Um, mm. That's his, by far his, his most dominant, uh, you know, performance has been, you know, behind the wheel of that modified and, and uh, uh, definitely feels at home and, and you can see it. And, uh, you know, it, it takes uh, it, it. He's a guy that races right on the edge. You know, it doesn't matter if it's for 10th or if it's for first. Um, Andy, Andy is is right on that edge of of getting everything out of the car and that's what it takes in modified racing you know modifieds are are you need to you you need to find that knife edge and you need to straddle it and and um it's uh it's incredible to watch what he can do behind the wheel um the whole team really you know he 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 says it every single time he gets out but uh there's an scr sticker on there there's you know uh you know, Jeff Hanley is no joke. He's uh, uh, been, been there, done, done that. Man. And uh, when you look at the, the the caliber of equipment that they show up to, uh, you know, with that with that race car, with that thirty five car, it is spectacular. It's mm. uh, it's immaculate. It's beautiful, and and uh, there's not a a rivet that hasn't been thought about. You know, there's the, no stone the, unturned when you when you look at at a car that that goes to victory lane as much as that thirty five car does. Mm. And and you look at all the other cars in the field, you can see the places where the other guys aren't thinking, and you know it's uh, it, it's not a it's not a cheating thing by any stretch. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's just not homework. a homework. It, it's homework exactly. It is one hundred percent homework and maximizing every single uh, thing that you can get out of it. And and uh, you know they could take they could take ten different things away from that car, and it would still have. Uh, you know, uh, an advantage in a couple of different areas. Just and can't take the driver out. Exactly. Because <laughs> the and driver knows how to wheel that car. But that's the thing is that they're, they're you know, it's they've got their homework done and, and uh, you know, they're, they're getting A-pluses each time. So uh, hats off to them. I just want to say, uh, word of this uh, modified weekly deal uh, at Sunset Speedway, uh, I read it. I couldn't believe it. I, I wouldn't want to see anything come between 
the Oscar Modifieds, and a weekly show. Everybody um, needs to stop dividing everything. In I, the know, sport. I know. I it's, know. It, it's, it's insanity. We have is what's happening. We, yeah. Like, you want Modifieds, book more shows if you can get them. Uh, but, you know, like to, to just outright say, I'm going to do, go do this, uh, it's your own prerogative. It's your racetrack. But, man, think about what you're doing. If it wasn't on the same day as the series or something, like say you ran on a Friday night, man, okay, maybe you can get away with it because the series runs on Saturday night or Sunday night. But to outright go and try and do it, what they're going to do is split that field. And when you split the field, it's no good for anybody as far as I can see. Um, it just That's just me. And uh, been around the horn a few times in this game, and I've watched it happen. Look at the super late models today. Just look at the super late models. They used to be Oscar super late models until what? Until the promoters got their hands on them and thought, oh, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to wouldn't give Oscar any more money to pay them more money. But as soon as they pulled them under the Ontario wing, what's the first thing they did? Pay them more money. Mm-hmm. But what did they get? They got half the field. Mm-hmm. The other half of the field didn't race. And presto, you got a class that spirals out of control. And everybody looking at one another going, how come we haven't got super late models? Well, uh, it's, it, the pinch whole thing, yourself, it, man. We have... Pinch yourself. Look at what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, don't, mis- don't make the same mistakes time after time after time. And expect a different result. Yeah. It's time for people to do some forward thinking, and uh, the forward thinking just isn't happening. People look at, at dirt racing, and they say, well, they've got so much success right now. They're, they're doing so good on the dirt. Why can't asphalt be like that? Right. Well, you know why? They don't have 19 divisions. Right. They don't have 19 divisions. You know, they don't have a difference between a home track car and a, and a touring car. Mm. They, they have seven divisions across the, across the entire spectrum. And there might be eight. There might be, you know, a small division at, at one of the other tracks that, that they run, like a dwarf car at, in, you know, in Quebec or something like that. Right. But they don't have 19 legitimate differences of cars. Right. right? And right. It, when you have that, there's... I tell you what, there are a tremendous amount of racers in this sport right now. And and there always has been a tremendous amount of racers in the sport. It's just they're divvied up amongst all these divisions and all these different facets of sports. Um, you know, I think back to the days when there used to be one midget, and it was called a Can-Am midget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you got the pro midgets, you got the hurricane midgets, you got the ones with snowmobile engines, you got the ones with Kawasaki engines. I to be honest with you, I don't know all the all the different divisions that there are. Right, right. and and but th- there this is one's got suspension. This one doesn't. This one, like wh- why do you need why do you need all them? There was yeah. a can of midgets. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's the same deal. It's uh, modifieds. There's another there's another division of modifieds that race over in Peterborough. Yes, and yeah. and, and the Ontario modifieds, I believe they're called. Yeah, and none of them race with the Oscar guys, or or once in a while Strawn does, or 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 a couple of them, you know, go back and forth, but. I mean, why is there two divisions of modifieds? Now there's going to be three if there's a, if there's another home track. Yeah, yeah. It's it uh, the whole thing. How is, did it work out? I just need to say, how did it work out? Now normally I throw it back to Toronto for the up to date. Just so you know, I Toronto, my computer. 
just came back on. Uh, I had a uh, what's called a mass dump. Nice. So I lost everything on the computer, but uh, it, it just did come back up. So we are okay. Um, but I missed the top of the hour. Let me say this about that, Junior. You were at Sunset Speedway this year. Didn't they have a pro late model class that they started? Yes. How many cars were there the one night you were there? Yeah, no. Five there, cars. Yeah, there was five cars. There was times where there How was, did that pro late model class go? Yeah. Come well, on. There's come on. No, but there's there's yes, yes. I remember it. There's five cars. hundred percent. There was five cars one night. Um you know, a low car count all the way through. Yeah. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Yeah. The nice part is it's an APC car, so if it's not racing when APC is, you can just take an APC car and go run it. That being said, um this year there was a tire shortage. And there, there was a blatant tire shortage, right across the board. How about a car and, shortage? And, and well, yeah, there's there's a car shortage as yeah. well. But, but, yeah. but so there, don't open more classes. Don't open more windows. Yeah, exactly. But, I wouldn't think. But that being said, there was it, the the reason why there was a bunch of cars not there that night is because there was absolutely no tires for anybody to have. Mm. So mm-hmm. you know there was there was cars that were sitting at home, right. With the drivers at the pit area, like in the pits, right. looking for tires. Yeah, yeah. And um, you're not going to run if you're on a deficit to tires to the guy across the pit area from you. Yeah. You're not going to run on old tires when he's got new shoes. I get so, it. So there was a legitimate deal. How did he get new shoes when we're trying to attract cars? You don't give five cars new shoes and say to everybody else, no, no you they, can't have they, them. They had them through through their, their inventory. So they had purchased them already. Um, oh, okay. But so... The, there's there's definite troubles there. When I look at what the prolate model division is doing, Delaware Speedway has got it. Uh, Flamborough Speedway has got it. There's rumblings that there's another track going to have prolate models next year. And then as well, Sunset. Um, guys cannot afford to run 15 times a year in prolate model. There's not a whole lot of teams out there that can afford to run 15 times a year. No. It's uh, It becomes very costly very quickly. Sure um, but that being said, there are a bunch of guys that can run 13 or 15 times a year, or 13 to 15 times a year. Right. Um, and, and it is neat to see all the differences between the APC guys and the home track guys at Flamborough Speedway or, or Sunset. If they are going to do it, keep the rules the same mm. and run on off nights, I'm okay with that. Right. I'm okay with that all day long, as long as it is the same rule book. Photocopy it and, and place it over there and, and police it the same. It's, it's the same rule book. That is not a different division to me. No. Where no, no. it becomes a different division it's is when you start changing the rules. If you're going to try to take it away from one guy to, to bring it to your track, I don't like that. That's, that's creating division in, in personnel. That's creating division in, in cars. That's creating division in everything. In all of it. So if you're going to work together and you're going to have two specials, I'd be all for a track to be like, hey, we're going to have a modified race, and we're going to pay ten grand to win, and it's going to be 100 laps or 150 laps. Right. And, and it's Oscar rules. I get it. I'm I awesome it. with that. So am I. So am I. It doesn't conflict with Oscar. Don't, don't we're run gonna 12 run, dates. Yeah, we're going to run on non-Oscar dates. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I will shut up. But that isn't what I heard. Yeah, I know. What I heard yeah. was we're going to start our own division of modifieds. Yeah. And I go, oh, my God. Who? Come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. Don't make the same mistake and expect a different result. Yeah. Um, 
And you just point at the prolate models this year. How did you do? Yeah. How did you do? You didn't do worth a damn. So why do that? Why? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like it, it, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Okay. And it ain't going to happen. Sue, give JR a call, will you? You got to get me out of this. Uh, <laughs> JR <clears throat> Fitzpatrick did a great job at Peterborough Speedway. You helped him. You were in his ear. Uh, spotting form for the 167. Big race for you. Yeah, it was a great big race. Um, it, it's funny because I think uh, I think everybody in the, the grandstands would know I, I didn't help him worth a damn. <laughs> it was he led from the drop of the green flag to the checkered flag, and uh, really it was uh, it was really cool to see. He just put on a clinic, really um, about car control, about keeping the tires under it. 167 laps is no joke no. on one set of tires. Yeah, and around Peterborough Speedway, that place is abrasive. Um, and, uh, you, you know, it was one of those races where a spotter didn't really do anything for you. Uh, the, the driver, it was all in his right foot. And, uh, I tell you what, J.R. Fitzpatrick, there's nobody better than saving tires at Peterborough Speedway. Um, and, uh, there's going to be a lot of people take notes on how to save tires, uh, because he definitely showed a lot of people how to do it. <laughs> well, he joins us right now on the hotline. Winner of the 167, winner of the Grisdale Triple Crown, winner of the APC Championship he pretty well won it all this year. 84, J.R. Fitzpatrick. Kid, you did it again last weekend. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Now, I got to ask you, I know that was a uh, 167 laps at Peterborough Speedway. Uh, you won the race, so obviously it went the way you planned it. Or did it go perfectly? Was it a perfect race for you, J.R.? Yeah, I mean, it's always... Uh... You know, when things go that good, it's tough to complain complain about anything, really. But uh, really, I'd say it was overall a pretty good weekend. We got the pole. I'm pretty certain we were faster in practice and, and won the race and let every lap. So that's, uh, I guess, a plus when they don't do inversions. You get to start up front. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a tough race, though, to be honest, right? Because, like, like you guys were just talking about saving tires. Like, it's, it's really hard to do, right? Like, Junior had to keep telling me to save save because i got all this car underneath me and i just want to i just want to show everyone what it's got but you know uh the tires are a little bit of a different tire we race on normally so you gotta make sure you protect them and 167 laps around that track was uh definitely going to kill them and and uh by the end of the race i believe we only fell off and i was looking i think from our fast time in the beginning of the race to the end i think it was only three tenths yeah, so that that that's fantastic, man. You uh, you must have saved a bunch. Maybe there was still a little bit of good left in those tires at the end of one sixty seven, or did you burn them up? No, that's what I mean. Like I saved so much that you know our pace was there all race, and then when it was go time, I mean, it took us like a like three or four, maybe five laps to get rolling after a restart. But once we got going, we just stretched that. I mean, I think the plus we had is. In practice, we, we work on the front end a lot and, and just made the thing comfortable to drive, not really concerned about time, just, you know, platform, how to look, and overall grip. And, and you can see in, in five, six, seven, eight, nine laps, we just we were just pulling away, and, and guys were really getting sideways. So 
Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was funny though because I, I and I will say this. Did about you that. guys laugh a lot on the radio, you and Jr. Oh yeah, we always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah we always do. It, it, we had there were things we can't say here. Yeah, there were things uh, that we yeah, can't yeah. say on here. Yeah, if you had a scanner, you would have wanted to you know plug your ears a couple times. But uh, it, you know when you when you look at uh, the year prior, right? Uh, uh, got a chance to do back to back autumn colors with Jr. And and the year prior, we did it with the 41 with Taylor Holdaway and, and his bunch. And, uh, you know, it's funny because the amount that we learned from one year to the next uh, really translated. I, I know two completely different cars, two completely different platforms. Uh, but, but really, you took a lot of notes from the year before and translated them directly into that race. Um, and, and, you know, it, you just, you focused on, on making sure that the thing wasn't going to be, you know, Jack the bear at the end and it wasn't going to be sideways. Um, and, and really JR, it was, it was interesting, uh, to, to watch you all the way through practice. Cause it, you, you focused on, on the year prior and, and, and usually in late model racing, that's really difficult to do. Uh, but, but I think there's going to be a pile of people do the same next year. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. We learned a lot, right? Like, like when we were in the 41, we were the same, right? We had a ton of speed, but I just remember with these tires, automatically, like if you bolted two, the two sets of race on tour and then that Hoosier from back to back, you'd go from really tight to just all over the place loose because the sidewall actually has movement in the Hoosier, so the cars are naturally a lot freer than what we're always used to. So I remember uh, the 41 being really uh, fast, um, but being, like, loose all weekend. So uh, this this year we just focused on comfort, drivability uh, for long runs. That's why in practice I kept going out, doing my 10 laps that they gave us and turning around, coming to the pit, turn around and go right back out because I was just trying to get as many laps on the tires as I could to make sure it's still driving good. And obviously it paid off because, like I said, from, from the first lap to lap 167, we only lost three-tenths of a second. So... Um, and, and even then, I believe we were like two times quicker than everyone on our fastest lap. So uh, we definitely nailed it this year. So, J.R. Fitzpatrick, where do you go from here in 2023? I know uh, you're still celebrating the successes of 2022, but the banquets are all coming up. Everybody's going to be looking. Where do you go from here into next year? Any thoughts yet, or are you still making your mind up? Well, you know, the banquet for us is just coming Saturday, so we'll get through all that. But, you know, you'll most likely see us back in, in my car for next year. And and just, uh, obviously, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we go back to the tour. Um, for me, um, it's all about what else do I want to do. I mean, I did a lot of specials this year, and I did some modified stuff and whatnot. I had a lot of fun with that. And, and now that the ATC car doesn't really need a lot of work, just because before Delaware, we pretty much put all of our new parts on it. So it needs a clean, a few panels. and So I'm just going to go back and start working on that old car I have, and, and it's going to come down to what do I want to do with that, because I do want to do you know, something that's a little more fun on uh, off weekends. Uh, I'm not sure what direction to go with that car yet. Yeah, two options, and just weighing out the cost and uh, 
know, just be interested, I guess, in both and see, see what I want to do. And just to be clear for everybody listening, those panels that he has to replace are his fault, not the spotter's fault. <laughs> not the spotter's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did Teddy get a chance to break a move on the weekend or what? No, so unfortunately a couple of my guys had other commitments and just couldn't make it. So uh, there's only, what, Joe, there's me, you, uh, Chris, and my father-in-law, Roy, and then my wife was there and my mother-in-law. So really there's just four of us. But uh, it was a little bit more work for all of us. But Oh, and Glenn Blanker came to help on uh, Sunday. Right. Absolutely. That was a big help. So it was a smaller group, but we, we had fun, and, and man, we, we got it done. That's all about it. Uh, absolutely. So to put the next rumor to bed, the 84 car is not for sale. <laughs> well, everything's always for sale for the right <laughs> price, but you know how it goes. I, I did have somebody that reached out to me asked to buy the car, and, and I, to be honest, I don't feel like, I don't think I'm going to sell that car, because even if they gave me enough to replace it, I still think I'm one of those people that think if you build two cars side by side, you never be able to duplicate it. So this car is pretty stout. It was good for us everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm good with just replacing the panels, clean it, replace the bolts, and, uh, like I said, go back and work on my old one and have some fun. Uh, you're going to go to that banquet and have a gas this year, aren't you? Does the second championship feel any different than the first one in APC, bud? Yeah, this one feels a lot better because we got a lot more wins and, and – uh, you know, I still feel like the first one people thought it was kind of given to us because of a, a couple of the penalties that were out that year. But, you know, this one, the team earned it. We worked hard, and, and really, you know, we we we, uh, we earned it this year. So definitely pumped up to go celebrate the team over this. And, uh, yeah, like I said, just look forward to next year. And, and, and two, I also want to, while I'm here, I got to thank Steve Brooks because he let uh, us ride, uh, drive his uh, – second hot rod car that he had there for Peterborough, and, and uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be doing it until, well, we loaded up, I had my suit off and everything, and, and it was kind of one of those, you know, should I do it? And Joe Jr. was like, yeah, we're doing it. So, <laughs> so uh, I made sure with Laura that we weren't leaving and we were staying the night, so I jumped in that thing, and, I, and man, I was smiling ear to ear with that thing. No, oh, I man. wouldn't doubt it. That it was fun to watch. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to watch, man. That was... Uh, uh, what was the what was the steering box forty forty five to one? <laughs> Is he on after me? No, he was on before you. We already talked about you. Oh, he already said a bunch yeah, of nice yeah. things about you. I was gonna say I, you should have asked him if, if I needed you know for next year if he could put a fork truck ball on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was the thing. So it's a sixteen to one, which is a stock steering box ratio, and. And it was just like literally no practice or nothing. Steve's just like, hey, man, just get in, have a, have fun, enjoy it. And, and and I did. It just honestly it just took me forever to get used to the, the ratio of the box because, you know, 16 to 1 versus a rack is like huge difference. So, But, man, the car handled great. I, I told him after the race that there was just a little more front brake in that thing. We could have went, went for it because it was just really loose. But I'm, I'm still smiling about it because it, it was just a 40-lapper start the back. All out, fast we can go, sideways. I had a great time, so I really got to thank Steve and his dad and his crew for for letting us have some fun because that that made the weekend all worth it for and, sure. And you got to thank AJM's too for not dumping you fifteen <laughs> times because he he had the chance to. He, he the race that Jr. and AJM's put on. Yeah, uh, I think AJM's was in the Bromley car, right? It was the Thunderbird. 
uh, the yeah, number the six. six car, and and man, did they put on a clinic? They, they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were dicing it up, and uh, I don't think you guys hit each other at all. Like maybe like a couple of like just rubs. Just, yeah, just touches, but. But uh, you know, Jr. would go in and he'd he'd be sideways loose and and he was tight, so he would drive it into the bottom and and uh, Jr. Would get the drive off and and they would mix it up back and forth and and uh, man, it was fun to watch. It was uh, it, it was definitely uh, it was it was a gas. But uh, congratulations on a wicked year. I'm glad you got out of that mud hole that you were in today. Uh, your your side by side has definitely seen better days. Uh, get the pressure washer out, wash that thing up, and uh, uh, hats off to you, man. Congratulations on a great year, and and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, you buying me a beer at the uh, the APC banquet. There'll be a few. Don't you worry. Uh, yeah, I can well imagine. Jr., you have a good one. I know we'll check in in the off season uh, and just see how you're making out. Perfect. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. 84, J.R. Fitzpatrick, winner of everything in a light model uh, here in the province of Ontario. Uh, speaking with J.R., I don't know whether he said it on the show or not, but I will. Uh, he's looking at uh, the IWK 250 next year. Again. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Looking at making a return run. Yeah. Um, he knows what to expect now. Yeah. Um, and that, let's face it, that's... Uh, Canada's ultimate short track race. It always has been, always will be in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, the IWK 250 at Riverside, wow. Uh, the date, the date has been announced. So everybody get your calendars out and uh, make sure that you have the July 15th weekend all laid out for 2023. That will be the IWK 250 weekend and uh, believe me when I say it's a full weekend. You want to be there Wednesday night. Thursday night is practice for both um, the late models, the super late models. That's what run there. It's the uh, Pro Stock Tour. Um, and I believe Legend Cars. Sportsmen, I think, are the night before. Yeah. yeah. And then Friday night uh, or Thursday night, it's that uh, practice they usually have a concert on Thursday night, and it's a kick-ass band. It's a big deal. And then on uh, Friday, it's race time. You got the sportsmen. You get the legend cars. Um, they put on a bang-up show. And then uh, come Saturday night, it's the IWK 250 edition. And that's all that's on the schedule that night. But trust me, it fills it. Uh, it, it is a full night of pomp and pageantry with uh, the, the best action you're going to see on any racetrack, uh, coast to coast. It's the IWK 250, July the 15th, Riverside International Speedway. You don't want to miss it. Maybe you can join me this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd love Wouldn't to that be that. fun? Absolutely. You haven't been out there to see the IWK. I have not seen the IWK. I actually had a shot to go this year, and uh, I had a shot to go spot for somebody and uh it just didn't it didn't, didn't pan end up, out didn't end up working out but uh yeah, Stoddy was gonna go uh to the iwk uh Dwayne baker of course went out yes um, he did they were they were gonna share a ride um but uh josh was leading the sunset championship so they uh they couldn't uh they all couldn't five cars what's that all five cars <laughs> he led all five cars. Well, no, he was. Le- yeah, there was. That was only the one. Night. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna hit a quick break. When we come back off to Canada's west coast, we're gonna go. We're gonna talk to the late model champion at Penticton Speedway. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. She was a girl, short dress, 
coast to coast. coast. You're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th to 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. Right, man, you're ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. So you know what you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models, along with Outlaw Midgets, added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Peterborough Speedway in Pure Country bring you to Crown Jewel Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th to the 9th. Visit PeterboroughSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver, good job! Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. We are going off to Canada's West Coast and going out to Penticton Speedway, all redone. And uh, what a beautiful racetrack. This next driver uh, drives the number 56 car, and he is the champion in late model out there in Penticton. His name is Steve Langert. I believe I hit it right, didn't I, Steve? Yeah, sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty close. Uh, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm good. Good man. Good man. Congratulations on the championship out there. Uh, that would have been quite a battle. You were up against some tough customers in those Seabird boys. Yeah, it, um, they were the ones, ones to beat. And uh, along with some others, it's always a pretty stout field out there. And, um, you know, I told my wife beginning of the season I wasn't going to points race and but uh, in the end, we were in it. So, um, you know, thanks to her, she let me keep going, and, and we did it. Well, now you learned a huge lesson, right? Never say never. <laughs> That's yeah. one of the lessons learned. 
the other one is uh, keep your foot to the floor because you just may be a champion. And look at that. Uh, is this your first championship at uh, Penticton, or do you have history there from before? Uh, tell us a bit about you. Yeah, um, that's my first championship at Penticton. I had one at Vernon Speedway. Um, I first raced at Penticton in 1985 in a super stock car I had. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been turning laps there for a lot of years, seen the Speedway do some changes, and it's just amazing the way it looks now and what Seabirds have done with it. Yeah, yeah, they, they've done a tremendous job with that Speedway, and I know they still got lots of big plans for it uh, in the future. Uh, what's it like flying around that Speedway? I know I watched you, Steve, in the, uh, uh, in the 300, I believe you were in that. Uh, the 56 car was quick, top of the board, a wee bit in practice, I believe, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah, we, um, we finished putting the car together that morning for the Rattler. Um, got got there late, had some bugs to work out, never got the tires stuffed for timing, and, um, but the Penticton Speedway staff and, and some of the Avion guys were great and, you know, told us not to sweat it and gave us the brakes, and, and we got in the show, and and car was fast, first time out, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, you know, you talk about Vernon Speedway, too. I was fortunate enough to go to Vernon Speedway back when it was operating, uh, for a NASCAR Canadian Tire Series race back in those days. Uh, what what a racetrack that was. Man, what a shame that is not still on the schedule out there in BC. It it was, and I I kept wishing I'd win the lottery. And, um, you know, they had some legal stuff going on, but I've got a lawyer on my pit crew, so <laughs> I uh, if I would have won the lottery, I would have bought it that's for sure the tech man must shudder when you walk through <laughs> tech lane with a lawyer being on the that, that'd be that'd be a handy resource for a race team to have wouldn't it it is, it <laughs> is. and uh he bought me some tires this year uh, uh michael w baldwin's his name not the shooter but same name cool yeah. Not the shooter. Not the shooter. <laughs> a little pun there. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, uh, uh, looking at, at uh, you know, the Western late model scene, um, you know, I don't think it's, it's it's a shocker to anybody. There's there's a revival going on out there. I know that there's there's racetracks that are that are coming and going and, and there's racetracks that are that are improving. And, uh, you know, you look at Agassiz and you look at, you know, all the, the improvements that Penticton is having and. You look at all the different things that are taking place out there. Um, there's a strong contingent of late model competitors uh, from from Alberta over to to, to the island in BC. Um, talk a little bit about the the you know the health of where late model racing is out there. I know you're the champion, so you got to say it's real healthy. But 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 talk a little yeah. bit about the health and 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 where where you feel that the uh, the, the late model division is um, in in Western Canada. Yeah, there was a, a series started years ago, uh, Catana Boat Series, and um, a fellow named uh, Johnny Anches put together a great set of rules and, and brought a lot of different cars together. And, and um, you know, and that really got things going, and we toured all over BC, and, and uh, you know, I had some success in, in that series too. And, and uh, it just really grew the car counts. And, um, a fella has a list here in BC with all the super lates and all the limited lates, and it's it's a long list. There's well over a hundred cars. Wow! And um, 
I think in just BC alone. So, uh, you know, if we all get on the same page, there were some changes uh, going to the pro late. And, um, you know, of course, some guys are for it, some against. There's always controversy everywhere, but I, I think it's a great package. And um, and with all the racetracks doing changes, like you said, and upgrading, it's it looks good for the future. Well, and that's the thing, right? You got, uh, I know from being out there that there was a melting of rules and there was some pushback and, you know, you're going to get that. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Steve, you've got the 56 car. Give us a little bit of history on that 56. Is that a new car or is that one of your old cars that you retrofitted to fit the rules? Uh, no, that's a car um, I picked up from Kelly Admiral. Uh, last year, and um, he had built a new car, and, and that car had won a championship when he was in it. And so a few pieces were off it, and uh, we went and picked up the car and a bunch of boxes of stuff, and he was great and, and helped me out, gave me a good deal, and we put that car together. And and the 56 I've had since 1983. Um, my dad used to work on a sprint car, for Glenn Parsons, and that was the number, and I've had that number ever since. Cool. So where is home for you out there? Is it Penticton, or do you live uh, away from the Speedway? I'm in Kelowna. Um, I've got an acreage off grid a bit, so I'm actually sitting up at the road to get phone reception. <laughs> <laughs> so you're out near Rust Valley. You're out near uh, the Rust Brother guys. Uh, nope, the other way. I'm up... Um, up out of town the other way, Joel Rich, it's called. And and, uh, and I have to get in. Uh, my dad, you know, if he wasn't still wrenching on the car, um, the, the car got torn up at the Rattler. Uh, something broke in the steering, and I, I hit the wall hard, and he rebuilt the car. And if he wasn't, he's 79 years old, still wrenching on the car. Isn't that amazing? It, 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 this sport is all about the people that you surround yourself with. And, uh, Steve, by the sounds of it, you are surrounded by the right guys. What's the plan for 2023 now that you've got the championship, or is it still too fresh? Um, well, I just heard about it last week. It was Thanksgiving when it was made official. Um, and uh, so I'm already excited about next year. Um, my son's quite a wheel man, too, and he does all my setups, uh, my last couple setups in the car. And uh, I think we're going to get... He'll be in the car for the Rattler also. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's real good news. Uh, I know we look forward to getting a, a official word from Trevor Siebert whenever that race is announced. Uh, I know there's tons of anticipation, us included, that the Rattler 300 will be a go again in 2023. I believe it will. But we haven't got official word. Did they happen to mention anything at the Speedway about it? Well, I, uh, Trevor was supposed to call me this afternoon, and he didn't, so uh, I can't get in trouble. But um, what I've heard, it's it's definitely a go, and they were going to maybe move it up a little bit to help the Alberta guys and get some warmer weather. And there wouldn't be nothing wrong with that, because it was definitely a little bit chilly at Penticton Speedway. But we were blessed with a dry, sunny day. Uh, if there was any silver lining, it would have been kind of nice to run that race in the daytime, but it could have sent you guys for fits too, right? Yeah, although being cool, there was 
record time set, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Thursday when Brad Mann and I were standing at Penticton watching the, uh, the just practice laps going on, uh, there kept being leader changes at the top of the board. The guys would go out. They'd run a few laps, you know, they'd hang around the top five, and then all of a sudden the next run, they'd go, bam, up to the top of the board by two-tenths or one-tenth or whatever. And then you'd think, oh, well, there's our fast guy. But every five minutes, that was changed. And I know you <laughs> took a spell up there as well at the top of the board, I believe. Yeah, we're we're doing good. Um, you know, I, uh, I bounced the car off the wall once, and... Um, and I ran over a car who had engine trouble in front of me. I, I guess I was quite airborne from what I heard. And I thought, man, this car, this car's invincible. And then uh, Hyman broke in the steering shortly after. Yeah, 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 yeah. That uh, can sometimes uh, create a little bit of chaos inside the uh, cockpit of those cars. Sponsorship on that '56. Who was along for the ride this year, Bud? Well, I had uh, I had Kirkoff Construction. And the Great White North Distilling Company and uh, Kodiak gave me some money for the last championship weekend. And uh, Michael on my crew bought me some tires and All Day Automotive helps me out with a bunch of stuff. And um, we are working on, hopefully I can get an RS1 car next year for a couple races I'm working on. Cool. Get some sponsor money for that. Ooh, I followed that tour all season long, and I'll tell you what, that's the real deal, that RS1 Cup Series. Uh, You'd have a lot of fun in that, baby. I've been out to their shop uh, a few times and and talked to them about it, and hopefully we can work something out. I'd really like to do Saskatchewan. I like the the large speedways and the speed and... uh, would really like to make that one. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, Steve, to see you in that. Uh, it'd be cool to see you back in a late model. And hopefully we figure back into the plan for the uh, 2023 edition of the Western Rattler 300. Uh, I'll tell you what, that was a staple event. You guys, all of all of the guys in that race did an amazing job. Felt bad for Mark Barrio going upside down in the last chance qualifier in uh, ruining his day. But uh, and yourself too, bouncing it off the fence and getting it airborne, and uh, it, it's uh, that's what they make next year for. And hopefully, Stevo, you're one of the guys in there and contending for the win. Yeah, uh, we we uh, got some improvements we can do to the car. Um, you know, I had a, a good shop package on there uh, that Alien Race Cars did up for me, and and Daryl Crocker helped me out a lot. And um, but we could put a lot better package into it, so. We're looking forward to doing that. Well, congratulations on the championship and everything that you had successful-wise this year, and we can't thank you enough for the time. Yep, thank you so much. You betcha. Steve Lengert, uh, he is the champion driver of the 56 out in British Columbia. Good job. Good job on him. He made it into the big show, and look at that. He championed at the end of the year. Absolutely, and uh, uh, lots of competition out there. They had a great weekly count uh, uh, at Penticton, and, and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing. You know, it's it's uh, the first year, right? The, 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 the pavement was just barely cured when they rolled on for the first time this year, uh, so it's uh, it's definitely just getting just getting the wind in the sails, so to speak, and and getting uh, getting after it. So it should be 
definitely interesting to see what they can build upon for next year. And, and uh, you know, I, I can't foresee the Rattler not happening again. Um, <laughs> Trevor Trevor, and, and those guys, uh, with the excitement level that they had from that Rattler uh, race early on in the spring, um, uh, what a what a staple event, and uh, uh, definitely cool to uh, to see everything come together. Uh, I can't wait to to hear the the official announcement, and uh, I wouldn't doubt that you see some some Ontario interest in that race. Well, if you uh, get last out of year, the box early exactly. enough, right? Last you got to get out of the box. Last year it was January when yeah. that race was announced, and yeah. it was announced for April. Yeah. So not a big window for uh, teams, and I know. There was, I'm going to say, a good three or four teams that were considering it. Yeah, absolutely. But just ran up against the clock, right? Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Ran up against the clock, and, and uh, you know, you, you, it's, it's definitely a long, ho- a long haul, and, oh, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite the uh, That's quite the show. one where you take your car, put it into the unit, and get a driver that's got lots of time. Yeah. Put him in the hauler, tell him to take his time, and drive all the way out to yeah. Penticton and B.C., and he's going to have a beautiful drive, but I'm telling you, it's a one long drive Absolutely. to get out to BC. Yep. But uh, and then the driver and the team just jump aboard a plane, and yep. you're in Penticton same day. Yep. Same day, and you get out, and I'm telling you what, you will be surprised. That racetrack is very fast. Yep. Um, it's a tight track, yep. but there is lots of room to race. It would be it would be interesting for. Uh, you know, one of these these Pinty's teams that have you know a hauler that you could fit three or four cars in. Oh yeah, um, you know yeah, to, yeah. to partner up with partner uh, up. with with a handful of guys um, and and make the trip out with uh, with multiple teams in one box. Yep, um, that would that would make it uh, a heck of a lot more affordable uh, for everybody. I look at a guy DJ Kennington's got a beautiful looking late model sitting there with Castro GTX all over it. Oh yeah. Um, he's got a, a gorgeous late model sitting there that, uh, uh, ran, you know, well inside the top five at Delaware speedway at the end of the year. So, uh, but a guy like that, you know, who's got uh, a pit box and, a, and, a, and a hauler, yeah. yeah, it would be, uh, it would be definitely pretty cool to see you Jason know, Hathaway. And, uh, a handful of them. Jason Hathaway just went silent. I know he's car owner now and he's busy with the spindies teams. Yeah. I, no yeah, no doubt. Yep. But uh, silent when it comes time for a late model. And that's what Jay was sort of doing. He was doing the pennies thing. Yep. And he had his late model program off to the side. Man, whenever he'd get in it, he'd win it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yep. always great to see. Yep. I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. It'd be cool to see Jason Hathaway jump back in. Yep. J.R. Fitzpatrick, if this race is early enough in B.C., J.R. Fitzpatrick would be a huge contender out there. Yeah, absolutely. Donald Chisholm. Donald Chisholm. Uh, Nagel, yeah. Cole, Butcher, those three guys there from the Pro Stock Tour on Canada's East Coast. Now, you want to talk about a long, long trip. Yeah, oh yeah. That would be a mammoth trip yep. to go from the Maritimes to BC. But like I say, it's all possible. Stick cars in a big hauler, get a driver that has time. You're going to pay the guy. You're going to pay the guy, and you're going to pay for fuel. And yeah, it's going to cost some bucks to get out there. The race was live on Sirius XM. Yep. The race was live on Rev TV Canada. Yep. And the race paid big bucks. Yep. So that's got all the elements yeah, absolutely. of everything that you're going to want. And I might add, the heavyweights from Saskatchewan, Alberta, were there. Yep. And they'll be back. 
they'll be back. So hopefully Trevor is on the show sooner than later to get this out of the box. Yeah. And hopefully then teams have got a big enough runway where they can say, hey, I'll see you at the Rattler. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be huge. 300. And they reeled it off, Junior, in two hours, 59 minutes. Yeah. And that is lock, stock, and barrel. That's the whole thing. That's the driver intro. That's 300 competitive laps. That's a break in the middle. Yep. And back to the track and reeled it out. I might add, there was a full field of cars. There was like 27 cars on the track. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was a super race. We're going to hit our final break. When we come back, I'm hoping, I'm going to send this guy a text. Hopefully, uh, we're, we're trying to get Stephen Nassie in the background, yeah. winner of the uh, uh, Winchester 400 today. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm going to try and get him. If not, we got lots to talk about, I can guarantee you. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Poor pitiful me Roaming through them trees Won't you help me out In the north country Underneath them pines In the green plush scenery From coast to coast, 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 to coast You're listening to Canada to Talks. Canada Talks Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. Hey, this is JP from Peterborough Speedway. This Thanksgiving weekend, October the 7th and 9th, we're hosting our annual Autumn Colors Classic, the biggest racing event in Ontario. Three days of racing action at Peterborough Speedway, presented by Lucas Oil in Pure Country. All right, man, ready to go. This year, the Speedway hosts 10 divisions of racing action, with the best drivers in the country appearing. Friday, it's first-round qualifying for the Bone Stocks, Mini Stocks, Super Stocks, Legends, Hot Rods, along with the Young Gun Racing. That's all you gotta do. Gates will open at 5 and racing will start at 6. Saturday, October the 8th, it's second round qualifying action with B features. The late models and junior late models along with outlaw midgets added to the bill. Sunday, October the 9th, wraps it all up with feature events for all divisions, including the late model Electric City 167. Pierbro Speedway in Pure Country bring you to Crown Jewel Oil Racing, the 29th annual Autumn Colors Classic weekend of October the 7th and the 9th. Visit PierbroSpeedway.com to book your tickets in advance. Good job, driver, good job! Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Man, I've had my troubles tonight, I'll tell you. My computer crashed. I lost the top of the hour. Couldn't throw it back to Toronto for that. Uh, Lost the recording of tonight's show. Uh, Luckily, everything's going just perfect over on our YouTube channel. 
at uh, Racetime Radio TV on YouTube. You can check it out. And, of course, things going perfectly at Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. That's our number one. Uh, let me tell you that uh, Sue is working on trying to grab Stephen Nassi, but uh, so far we're striking out. Uh, only 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, we were going to try and get the winner of the Winchester 400. He's probably still doing media at the Speedway or maybe driving on his way home. Uh, big event for him. Good to hear Stephen Nassi. And we've had him on the show a number of times. Uh, and, and Stephen, always a great guest and always free with his time with us here on Race Time Radio. Uh, and we really appreciate it. But uh, congratulations to Stephen Nassi winning that uh, Winchester 400 didn't go so well for Cole on the pole kind of guy. No, definitely. The 53 of Cole Butcher. Tough run for, for Cole. and, and uh, He's on the plane. Uh, he's he, on the plane coming home. That's why he's not on the show. Absolutely. So, uh, But a, a solid uh, solid Winchester 400. Um, uh, lots, of, lots of great names, lots of great cars. Um, looking forward to seeing, you know, what they can put together for the All-American 400 coming up next. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Over at Nashville. Um, obviously a, a monster event that's, uh, that's hanging in the wings. Uh, it's looking, looking like, uh, you know, when, when Winchester has a good car count, you know the All American 400 is going to yes, because they have, have a, a they have a, they have a ton of cars that are in that uh, in that Nashville uh, North Carolina corridor. But uh, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, to seeing that and and uh, as well, really looking forward to the APC banquet coming up. Uh, uh, going to be uh, going to be hanging out uh, with the Stoddy crew and uh, going to get yeah. after it there you, next weekend. You guys had a good it's, year. Uh, yeah, we did have a good year. It was. Uh, uh, you know, best year studies had one hundred percent. Yep, and uh, uh, yep picked up uh, picked up a bunch of big wins. Uh, um, you know, got the beat the heat one fifty. Got the well beat the heat one hundred this year because of the tire shortage. But uh, um, you know, got the uh, got the APC win at Sobel. Uh Had a, a bunch of, of really close uh, top five finishes. Um, you know, throughout the season, and and uh, uh, really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, never tore a body panel off the thing. So mm-hmm. um, that uh, that's important. It's very important. So uh, a a great season for uh, for Josh, and um, you know, I I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Cam K and those guys. Uh, they were at Peterborough, and they interviewed me, so they were on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Oh yeah, um, and. Uh, uh, Cam was at Peterborough, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to uh, to talk to them and and uh, catch up with uh, with with our brethren from from the motorsports world. There you go, there yeah. you go, good deal. Uh, when you got home today, because I know you had a long drive, you came in from Eganville. Yeah, um, did you happen to catch any of the Cup race? <laughs> just the uh, just the tail end. Just of it. the tail end. Just, uh, you missed bubble. the fireworks. Well, I seen the fireworks. The fireworks. They were lackluster at best. Well, but, uh, Bubba. Yeah, Bubba I mean, lost his brain. Yeah, it happens. Well, it's, you don't uh, try and wreck a guy on a half mile speedway when they're doing like two hundred miles an hour, and it wasn't mile like and the, half. Or mile, mile and a half. Sorry, yeah, um, but like the five car didn't stuff. Bubba in the fence. Hey, he didn't he, stuff him. Yeah, yeah they, he ran they, him out of real estate. Yeah. But all it would have taken was one little lift, you and know, then both cars would have survived. But that's that's what it. And Bub Bub says, "You know, you, you know me. I don't lift." Yeah. Well, guess what? I know you. You're the guy that don't finish the race because you don't lift. 
Yep. Now, how many other times I watched the whole race? How many other times do we see the same scenario play out with different drivers that cut each other a little bit of slack and kept going? Yep. And look, the 14 car was one of them. Yep. He ended up finishing top five. Yeah. Like it was, it was quite a race. It's their own prerogative, and and uh, you oh, know if, if you, you want to, you know, you can point blame at at both of them because. Uh, uh, you know, the five knew that the 23 or the 45 was out there and and he just drove out to the outside wall. And, and uh, you know, it is what it is. It, I, uh, you know, when you when you look at it, you, how many times are you going to lift? I know I've been on the 401 before. And, you know, when you try to get over to the 427 hmm. and you got to go from the from the slow lane to the fast lane and you got one exit to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you well, got to cut across hey, eight lanes. Yeah, you got to cut across eight lanes and yeah. then get in. And you know and what? Then get to the outside and go like hell. There's been a, there's been plenty of times where I wasn't allowed to get over there, but yeah. I didn't drive into the guy that was out there. No, no, no. So I'm not, I'm not comparing driving on the 401 to racing at Las Vegas, but a lane's a lane. A lane is a lane, and yeah. Uh, yeah. if you don't have that lane, you're not clear. You're you're gonna hey, you're gonna hit something pretty hard. Kyle was the first to admit. I Absolutely. ran him up there. I didn't mean to, but I ran him up there. It is what it and is. And he went he went three wide. And Harvick, yeah. what yeah. did Harvick do? Yeah. Harvick went, I'm not part of this. And he lifted. Yep. And guess who still had a car? Yep. The four. The yep. four car. Yep. Uh, anyway, attention turns to NASCAR now, especially up here in Canada. Uh, all of our short track racing is in the books. We will spend lots of time with champions from across Canada. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, and for those listening to this broadcast, Peterborough Speedway is done. I just forgot to take their commercial out of our sets. Um, so we are excited for the 30th annual that will come up next year. But Peterborough Speedway is complete. Um, our attention's got to be to watch, you know, Cup Series. we got to watch Xfinity. Josh Berry won on Saturday. Did you guys watch it wherever you were? No. Nope. No, there was no TV. No racing. But no racing, no TV no up racing, there. No racing, no racing. It was uh That would have yeah. put you in a tough spot. You would have had itchy. No cell signal either. Oh. So there was a, I was trying to trying to keep Trying to find up. out. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh it, yeah, wilderness wilderness is one thing, but uh uh no, there was you know when you look at uh you, you look at the next uh 8 weeks uh, in motorsports. Um, there's uh, some phenomenal races coming up. Oh yeah, and uh, the All Americans still to come. Yep, Snowball Derby still to come. Yep, Valley Star 300. Valley Star 300 at at uh, I don't know that might be done at Martinsville. Yeah. yeah, I think the Martinsville late model stock race is done. But there's there's definitely a couple late model stock races left uh, in North Carolina. Yep, um, you know big shows. Um, then as well, you know you've got uh, you've got the Oktoberfest Halloween Classic coming mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I know JP you, you from Peterborough Speedway, yeah. now that he's done his big weekend, yeah, he's getting his 24 car ready to go. He's heading for the south. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to check in with JP because he's going to be racing down there, yep. see how he makes up. Um, it, with Cole Butcher whacking the fence today, I don't think it'll stop him. He said he's going to be at the Derby, um, oh, yeah, the All-American. Donnie, Donnie will be fixing that car, I would well imagine. And if they, they can't fix it, they're building another one. Yeah. They got, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's Hamke race cars. They, they're fine. They'll, uh, no, they, they distance. Can, they distance. Can. That is what Cole told me. It's a, one of his cars. It's a distance car down there. No? No, it's a Hamke. Oh. Okay. He runs a distance up here. 
Yeah, his but I thought he took one of his from to, here and took no, it down there. No, no, okay, no, that one there, that one there down there is a Hamke. Now the one that they won at Oxford with that was yes. his car. That was a distance. That car. was a distance car. I yeah, believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm and, but, pretty sure but it was. The, it, the the stuff down there is all Hamke stuff. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, man. It, there's, I'm excited to see how many Canadians throw their hat in the ring at Speed Weeks. Yes, uh, this year really, could be a big number. There, there could be a very could big, be number a big number at Speed Week this year. Lots of guys talking about There's it. There's a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously the exchange rate is not where you want it to be. Inflation's not where you want it to be for making that trip because it used to cost 40 Now it costs 70 um, For two years, you couldn't. Yeah, you exactly. couldn't. It didn't matter years, what the cost was. So, it, so now. Exactly. So Guys have saved up a lot of shuckles. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how many people make the trip down. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think the dirt the dirt scene you're going to have a t- tremendous amount of guys over at Volusia and, and East Bay and uh, you know the 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 dirt side of Speed Week. Uh, I think you're going to see a pile of modifieds. I think you're going to see a bunch of sprint cars make the trip down. Uh, but it'll be really interesting to see uh, what we get on the on the asphalt side. Next week, we're going to grab Dykstra. I know he championed in SOS. Uh, we're going to go after him and get him on the show. Uh, that would be a repeat or a defending championship. He did that last year when we got him on. We're going to get him on again this year, um, as long as he's not tied up racing somewhere because lots of dirt action down south, and I know these guys love participating in it. Um, but we're, we're going to try and grab uh, him, um, uh, the k Midget champion. Uh, Corey, I think the guy's name is Corey. Uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, but the KM Midget Champion. We'll try and grab him for next week on the show. Um, we got, and we'll stretch the wings out. Want to find out who the champion was at Saskatoon, and uh, we'll reach out. We'll reach out uh, if you're a champion at a speedway. Um, and, and give us, send us an email. It's real easy to do. Joe at Race Time Radio. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, just send me an email. We'll try and line you up. You can follow us on Facebook. And uh, don't forget to hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. And um, you can do it that way, too. Uh, send us a message. If you're a champion across Canada, even across the U.S., uh, we're on both sides of the border with Sirius XM. So we'd uh, love to hear from you. And uh, these days, this time of the year, that's what we love doing is spending time with the champions. Uh, We did it tonight. We'll do it again next week and probably for the next two or three weeks. Um, And we'll also keep our eye on NASCAR. Uh, Is Homestead next weekend or still one more week to go? Yes. Yes, I think it is, right? It is next weekend. Trucks. Trucks will be back on. Um, I I had Grand Enfinger on last week. He's got a win to get in. Yeah. But he can do it at Homestead. Absolutely. He is done... Quite a bit at yep. Homestead Miami Speedway. Yep. So fresh that, off of a big run at Toledo, man, he yeah. he just about had it at Toledo. Him him and uh, him in the forty four in in the ARCA series. Uh, he raced hard with Sammy Smith and and Did he? Uh, and I uh, the, the twenty. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a wild race, and Sammy Smith ended up coming out with the with the victory. But uh, uh, yeah. He, he just about had it, and figure and, and figure just about had it, but uh, uh, was quite the uh, quite the show. That was last week. That was the 
that was the yeah. week before. The week but, before. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was fun to watch. But uh, then there was a big fight with Billy Venturini and Sammy Smith's dad. Really? Oh yeah, it was really? it was quite the show. Billy yeah, got was, into it. Yep, Billy Jr. Oops. Yep, yep. But somebody uh, fired Billy up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I tell you what, there's there's lots of cool stuff to talk about. I know we were very opinionated tonight on the divisions. You know, we're, we're you know as as the, sure. the season progresses. Disagree, um, disagree. Let me know. Yeah, we're, let me know. We we we've got with... open air for everybody here yeah, on Race Time Radio. Yep. You got an opinion? Uh, don't hesitate to let us know that yep. you've got an opinion to share on Race Time. Uh, we will definitely make room for you and get you on here. Um, you know what my thoughts are. I definitely put them out there tonight, um, and I mean them. I mean them. You can't do the same thing and expect a different result. It just doesn't happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's going to be quite a week. It's going to be quite a week. I can feel it. Yep. I can feel it. Um, and, and like you said off the beginning, you get that little pit in your stomach at this time of the year. I got that pit. Yeah. I got that pit. Felt kind of lost, actually, today. Yeah. Uh, like, you weren't home yet. Yeah. And uh, I was wandering, wandering around here this morning going, oh, man, there's got to be something I should be doing that I haven't done yet. Yeah. I know what it was now. What's that? Forgot to lift the Peterborough Speedway spots out of oh, our yeah. commercial yeah. set. Uh, so there was something I was supposed to be doing. But I, I, I felt disoriented all day. All day. But what it is, it's the weather, the big weather change. Absolutely. And everything, you know, coming to an end. Yep. And then, you know, I sat down and watched the cup race, which I thoroughly enjoyed today. Yep. Um, Watching that cup race, it just makes you go, oh, man, I wish I was down there. Yeah. I should be in Vegas right now watching this. Yep. And, you know, they've still got, what, three races left, four races left, three. Three. I don't know. Three. Uh, Joey Logano won today. And he won his way in. Yep. He will be in the final four. So there's yep. three left. Three left. Guaranteed yep. three left. Yep. Um, but pretty cool for Joey Logano. I didn't think he was going to get the win today. No. Uh, he uh, came in, did a couple of pit stops. They had trouble with the left rear on one pit stop. He come back out ninth. Yep. And I thought, ah, track position's huge at this track. Joey Logano picked them off. Yep. And then when he got right up to Chastain at the end, I thought, oh, Roscoe's going to wreck him. Roscoe will not let that 22 Pennzoil car by. I didn't think. Yep. But, uh, you know, either Joey made the move and Ross didn't have a choice anymore, or Ross just said, hey, second's better than last. Yeah. So, because, uh, you know, it would have it cost him huge. For sure. Um, but good, good, good racing. I, I, I love it. I love it. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, it's, it, it'll be, uh, I, I think the. You know, I, I haven't spent. I, I spotted for sixty feature events this year. Is that what it so, was? 60? Yeah, I didn't spend a whole lot of time watching wow. Cup through the middle portion of the year. Yeah, it seemed like uh, I was just getting home from from a race weekend each each time. But uh, just it will be interesting. Yeah, it will be very interesting to watch the final three. Um, it will be you know awesome to uh, to catch the uh, all the action from uh, you know the the snowball derby and all that great stuff coming coming down the pipe and uh, you know it is the off season so uh, you know you're allowed to put a little bit of winter weight back on ah yes and contact us be part of the show that's yeah, the reason why we do this each and every week but that's gonna do it for us tonight in the race time radio studio got to thank Susie Q she's over that way. 
putting everything together. Uh, got to thank uh, all of our guys in Toronto for getting us all hooked up. And obviously, got to thank you and our guests for tuning in to Race Time Radio. For not you, we would not do this show. So uh, we really do appreciate it. But for Joe Jr., I'm Joe Sr. I hate saying that, but that's who I am. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Have a safe week, everybody. And we'll catch you back here Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 